Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. What's up, team? Brett, Jason here, Live Better Podcast. Coming to you live from El Salvador. El Salvador. So we're here at our Live Better retreat, um, our seventh one um, in beautiful Las Flores, El Salvador. And we're getting ready to rock. So we're here um, this week to dive into um, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. So one of the main things, objects, ideas we we talk about on our retreat is purpose. Yep. And the way in which Jason and I help people get to that purpose is through self-care. So how can you take care of yourself better so that you have more energy, more openness, more mindfulness to then um, pursue what it is that you want to do? Yeah, and thinking about that sort of in a revolving circle, how taking care of yourself then helps you have more energy to do whatever it is you want to do in life better. So we'll call that purpose. Could be right now your job, it could be a side hustle, it could be something you volunteer for. I think we continue to see that no matter if we work with kids or adults or athletes or moms or dads, whomever, that more energy and a fuller tank allows you to pursue these things in a much better fashion. I think actually these retreats in general were kind of a brainchild really of that thought because we said, okay, well, what happens if we take a step away from all the stress that we have at home, put you in a setting like this where we have ocean and yoga and movement and good food and then surround surround yourself with all these other people, how does that then fuel you to go after something that you might be purposeful about or passionate about? Um, And I think taking a step away and spending a whole week in an environment like this then a opens up your eyes to things that are a way of living that you might not have considered first i think that's kind of like our our number one goal is show you an alternative that you can be very very purpose driven in your life that's the goal of stepping away and then the self-care is all of the tools and strategies we use on a trip like a retreat to then go do those things i think the big thing that we've been working on is okay, you have this epic experience here for six nights, seven days, but then what happens when you go back home and how do we, how do we find those strategies when the distractions all come back in, when you remove the ocean, when you remove the good food, surrounded yourself by, surrounding yourself by only like-minded people and you have everybody else that fills those gaps on a day-to-day basis, how do we continue to do that at home? So I'd also like to talk about that as ways that um, we have that daily reflection on how am I taking care of myself versus then how am I giving back on the back end. So with that, we um, go through a workshop here um, and we give this workshop to 
corporations and students and teachers, uh, and it's about peak performance. So it's about acting like a professional in what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. So on a day-to-day basis, we have strategies in place so that when you do leave this beautiful setting or if you have never come to this beautiful setting that you can give yourself the best opportunity to be successful. And once those strategies start to develop over time, you start to dive deeper and deeper. And with that comes a clear headspace to really consider what is your purpose. Um, And I think you've got two sides, and that's why I really like that revolving circle of self-care and purpose, because once one becomes elevated, then you want to do the other, and then once the other comes elevated, you go up. So once you start on the path to your purpose, you start to think, oh my gosh, I need to do more. There's more here for me to to do. So how am I going to do that? Well, if I sleep more, if I eat better, if I work out, then I have more energy. And then when you start to have more energy, then you start to think about, can I do this bigger? Can I impact more people? Or can I impact the same people deeper? Um, So let's start by uh, diving into kind of some of the strategies that we use to elevate self-care. And then with that, I think we can give our own personal anecdotes about um, purpose and how we got there. So framing this workshop and things that we talk about, it's just every single day, right? It's consistency. So um, let's start at the, you know, the day and how every single day, you know, best day ever can build on itself so that days turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years, and you've created something, built something, give back, or whatever that looks like. I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing is to try and distill down your overall, like, big purpose. It's kind of your moonshot or, like, your dream, for lack of a better term, and how do we get to those habits on a day-to-day basis so that accomplishing a task like that isn't so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big part. To remove the overwhelm by removing the inputs that are unnecessary. So when we give this workshop or generally frame this type of discussion saying, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis to achieve those bigger goals? Then what are you doing on a week-to-week, month-to-month? And then we run a workshop the last day here where we go over an entire year. And even that then can then be drawn out over five years, 10 years, and a lifetime. On a day-to-day basis, we usually try and do it chronological. So what are you doing in the morning? What are you doing during the hours that we set aside for work? And then what are you doing in the evening um, and sort of framing each area of the day on why that's important to like live in that moment, but then how does that prep you for the next part of the day? So we usually start with PM to get you set up for the next day. So we'll probably start at night. Um, a couple things we talk about here and that we facilitate here are one, sitting down to like a group dinner, which is amazing. Yeah. So you're already having inspirational, educational, motivational, like deep discussions, real discussions. I think the phones go down, which is awesome. The food is really good and clean. Um, And you just get this amazing environment where people are starting to share. I think as you move away from that, um, and just to give like a quick aside, putting your phone down and sitting down to a meal is extremely important at home. And that's something that we don't often give consideration to because you're just coming home from work, you you know, throw something together, you sit down, you start watching TV when you're home from work and you even forget what you had for dinner. You'd be hard pressed to probably remember what you had for dinner the last three or four days in a row. Um, but here, when you go back through that, you can pull out points of like of each dinner because you remember great things that happened during it. Then the big thing is how do we set up your evening routine to get you ready for sleep and then how does that prime you for the next day? So 
I think some of the self-care routines that we talk about at night are ways to fall asleep better. Utilizing good technology like a Whoop band, which I'm wearing right now. Um, we take Beam, which is a CBD oil, throw that in tea, um, just to kind of down-regulate before bed, I think is a really nice way to say, hey, we've done all these things all day, you've had this great meal, and then now we need to start unwinding. Um, for me, a big thing that I do is I'll, I'll journal on what happened that day and then write down things to set up for the next day. And that's the biggest thing, because like, if I'm gonna be purposeful about my actions and take care of myself, I need to remove the stress from my brain so that I can sleep but those things should also set me up to wake up tomorrow to go after that. So I really like the flow of a retreat day because it's kind of my ideal evening. It's like a long, friendly, drawn out dinner, which really helps to start bring down the, the energy level as I head towards bed. It's four sigmatic tea or any, any tea with reishi in it, plus some CBD in tincture form about an hour before sleep. I'll maybe read a little bit and then it's lights out. So when we consider that, we talk about the evening routine. So we break that down into bite-sized chunks so that you can accomplish it, whether you're on the road, whether your child is not going to bed on time, or you have a great long evening. And I think the most important thing is, is to consider the sections of the day and the ebbs and flows in energy and the need, like you said, to downregulate before sleep starts. So because now we are connected at all times and the email is on the same device as your personal text messages, why not open the email before you lay down for bed and get a couple yeah. things done? Well, there's a couple reasons why. Um, because we want to be at that peak performance to do everything. And that's what purpose really is. So if you know that you're gonna send an email out at night just to get it out, but you could send it in the morning and get the attachment done and write out what everyone else needs to do, then you know you would do it better in the morning. So we do it at night because we wanna check it off this list. The most important thing is, is when you're following your purpose, you really understand that everything you have to do has to be purposeful to achieve that goal. Yeah. So we think about this, and I think one of the most interesting parts of this is to look at peak performers. Look at the people doing the most crazy shit or that are the best in their field. And they have just removed the nonsense and only do the things that have result. So when we talk about this, and as a self-care spin on it, if you sleep well, if you down-regulate, you will wake up with more energy. If you wake up with more energy, the actions that you do might be the same, but they'll be more in-depth. Yeah, sharper. They'll be done sharper. So instead of going five for 10, you'll go seven for 10 or eight for 10 or nine for 10 in the same amount of time with the perceived same amount of effort. You compound that over years, over years and over years, then your purpose has turned into your life. Yeah. And so a couple other strategies that we like to talk about in the evening um, is setting up your space. So in the last episode, we talked about set and setting. And I think setting up the space in which you're gonna to go to sleep is extremely important. So removing the technology. So a couple of things that I do um, before, to go, before going to sleep, and a lot of which are the same as Jason mentioned, um, is to put my phone on airplane mode an hour before I go to sleep. And so for me, what that does is it gets rid of even the opportunity to check. We're gonna get a thousand text messages, alerts, and all that. Well, I'm not gonna see any of that until the next morning. Um, 
I journal before I go to bed. I use the one line a day journal. I've been using it now for over five years. And you get to see every single day that you've done um, and gone through. And that's just a super special thing. And it also just you know dumps everything out onto that day. And you start to remember things and have good conversations around that. Um, and I think what's really important for me is this concept of decision fatigue. And so waking up the next morning, like you said, with your Taslix all already ready to go gives you a leg up. For me, what's important for me is to set everything up the night before that will get me out the door easier the next day. So for me, it's simple things. It's food and it's clothes. If I can check those two things off the list, if I can get my clothes laid out, whether that's three different outfits for a photo shoot, for a workout, for teaching a class and going out to dinner, um, or that's just my workout clothes that I'm gonna use in the morning and then having my food ready to go. So those two things checked off the list. If I can do that every single day, and I've measured this on my own productivity, it's like 10, 20, 30X. Yeah. I'm not thinking about what I need to eat, I'm not rushing in the morning, I'm not waking up in the dark, not trying to wake up my wife and my dog and fumbling through the sock drawer, that's all ready to go. So I think what we try to instill in people is just pick a few things. So whether yeah. it's your tea and your reading, or whether it's setting up your environment so that the bed is made and there's no chaos in the room. Just picking one or two things, do that consistently for two months, see how you feel. Then from there you can start to level things up. So maybe then you add the CBD or you buy the one line a day or you set the clothes out. Um, I think it's just important to pick a few things that you know you can actionably do um, to downregulate before sleep begins because sleep at the end of the day is a performance enhancing drug. So if you sleep well, you will perform better and it's free, and it's actually a skill to do well. It's so a skill. You it's can 100%. hit the bed after skill. being exhausted, you will get sleep, but if you measure it on the whoop band, and you see that you've got eight different times in the middle of the night where you woke up, or you turned around, or your breathing went up, you're realizing, yes, your eyes were closed for eight hours, but yeah. you slept for six, and of the six, you got three good hours, imagine four. Imagine five, yeah. imagine eight. Yeah, I mean, what, you want, what you're looking for is a bigger ratio in, in sleep that is regenerative. It's mm -hmm. not total hour slept. And this is a really good sort of aside. The whole point of self-care as a fuel for purpose and thinking about purpose in a way that it drives your action is that when we talk about not not spending time on unnecessary activities, it's not that everything is like so regimented that yeah. you can't do it. It's taking care of the essential items that you have to get done so that you have more time to play around with things that can't be so structured, like being creative. You can force like sitting down to start a creative process, but ultimately like your brain has to be shut off from task orientation has to come down and the creative side can go back up. Similarly for sleep, it's not the total hours you spend doing something, it's how efficient you are with your actual sleep which is more sleep spent in phases like uh, REM uh, and deeper sleep that are doing the regeneration, that are like secreting growth hormone, that are locking in memories and skills you were working on during the day. Rather than being in bed for 12 hours, why not be in bed for seven and utilize four and a half to five of those hours with minimal interruption and have more time to do other things? And that's exactly what we're supporting and promoting um, and encouraging with, a, with an evening routine, we'll get to day and, and, and morning, is that with more efficient timing with the things that you have to have done, 
not just like a frivolous long period of time like looking through clothes and deciding on this and or going back and forth next or Netflix episode just or whatever through, yeah. just kind of go is structuring a, a specific amount of time to pull the lever to then open up so much more real time to spend like being creative or spending time with your family that like shouldn't be structured yeah that There's, should be more open I think it's thinking about that in terms of being efficient with the things that we have to be effective about and then leaving time for like play and being creative or messing around. Yeah, I think one other thing before we shift gears in the morning too is uh, Jason and I are both married and so I think it's it's extremely important to, you know, get your setting right. So one thing that I've been really trying to focus on my PM and morning routines and um, I think as somebody that doesn't have a structure of a schedule, sometimes those things can get away from you. I might be coming home at eight, nine, at night or five at night and then I might wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. so those are varying around so one thing that that I've really tried to focus on is just have this conversation too if you have a roommate or a significant other that I want to get this done at this time these are things that are important for me before I go to sleep Um, and one thing that I've honestly done is just had my wife hold me accountable for a couple of things like I really want to start reading before I go to sleep it's like a very important thing for me and Luckily, Sarah loves to read, so we really try to get at least 15 minutes of reading in before sleep, and it's something that sometimes I'll be exhausted from the day and tired and sitting down on the couch with the pup, and she'll be like, hey, we we talked about this reading, so let's get get in there and do it. And so getting people on board is extremely important. Um, And one thing that uh, Jason talks about a lot, too, is if you send out the email at 9 p.m., your boss, your team, uh, your business partner, will expect that when they send you an email at 9 p.m. that there's gonna be a reply. Yeah. So that's for me as the airplane mode type deal where if I tend to go to bed a little bit earlier, if I throw it on airplane mode, those texts, those calls, those emails will be there in the morning. That's when I'm I'm my most effective. So in that eight hours of sleep, I'm not worried about that and I can get better to it. So once sleep, uh, once down regulation becomes part of your routine, then you wake up. And so I think waking up now is another phase in which you have a lot of control. Most people have 30 minutes to two hours before they're really starting anything work-related in the morning. Now, there's a lot of different distractions. There's families, there's dogs, there's significant others, there's travel, there's all those different things. So when we talk about morning routine, what we're really trying to instill is preparation and a warm-up for your day. So yeah. we think about this as before any big event, before a marathon that you're running, before a basketball game that you're playing, you're gonna warm up your body. So I like to break it down into two phases, warm up mentally, warm up physically. Um, for me, it's become simpler and simpler as we have got more dialed in. Yeah, I've taken more away. You've taken more away. People, I feel like people think morning routines are this big thing, it has to be like 39 items yeah. long. Yeah, and it's it was be, for me at the start because I was like, oh, I need to do this. Yeah. I have my smoothie, I have all these yeah. different things. But you really don't. It doesn't need much, but you need to do the little things you need well. To do the little things. Yeah. And so for me, it's been two things. It's been time breathing, and I've honestly some days taken that down to three breaths. You know, an inhale for three, a pause for two, an exhale for four, right when yeah, I wake simple, up for simple, three simple. times. That's mental. The one other thing that's mental for me is the best day ever, like the hat you're wearing. So I have a best day ever mat next to my bed. And I wake up, I look at that thing every day, best day ever, regardless of what's on the task for the day, whether it's just a normal day or it's a day here. Yeah. So those two things are like my mental plug. 
Um, and you can take that whichever way you want. If you want to throw in a meditation, um, if you want to go through any sort of routine that gets you ready mentally. And then physically preparing, I think, is something that people lack on. So people will work out. They'll do different things. Um, I think marathon training really got me in the mind of I'm really trying to compete at this. So my body is of so much value to my happiness. Yeah. And I honestly believe whether you're going to fly a plane, be a construction worker, um, sit at a desk or nanny 15 different children, your body is, is your vessel to do anything. You have to go to do it. So for me, it's just, I do a three minute morning mobility routine, three to five minutes. Um, for me, it's just engaging the muscles that turn off while you sleep and while you rest so that I can get up and move throughout the day. So while I'm on uh, a vacation in South Africa and I roll out of bed, lay on my side, do some clamshells, do some glute bridges, get up, take a shower, brush my teeth and leave. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's pre- and it also just kind of gets the juices flowing. So some people say, I wake up in the morning, I turn around, I bang out 50 push-ups because it gets me a little bit of the blood flow. So for me, it's honestly those two things now um, have been the key staples. And then yeah. a morning like today where we had a little bit more time, it was roll out the yoga mat, come back to the breath a little yeah. bit more deep. Um, and I think for what we try to instill in people is to take a few things the 80-20 rule that are gonna give you the biggest bang for your buck that will you you will do consistently. That's the big part. Is the most important thing. I like exploring different things. I mean, the mornings I feel the best are more like today where it's just an open format and I'm not rushing for something. The problem is, is that for our jobs, like you're always up at five, out the door by 5.30. At 5 a.m. consistently, I also I'm married and we're not going to bed at 8, 8 we're not going to bed at 8 p.m. Yeah. So I'm not going to bed at 8 and getting up at 4 on 8 hours of quality sleep. It's just not happening. I'm going to bed at 10, sometimes 11. So on that short of a time frame, like my sleep is at a premium for sure, at least for now. And it's a lot more difficult to wake up with this long runway of space and time to say like, "Oh, I'm going to wake up and do this long, lengthy list of things. It's like, no, I gotta pick a couple. What's gonna wake me up the fastest is cold water. So I take a cold shower. And it's not all cold, it's not like I put it to freezing, like start bracing and jump in and I'm like sitting in there for 10 minutes. I'll just take a shower and make sure that it ends cold. That's, that's number one. It is like the first dose of coffee. If you're a caffeine drinker, it's probably stronger than that first kick. Um, when I have more time, if that's the only thing I get to, I'm happy. Because I don't eat breakfast, so I'm usually fasting. So I'm not reaching for food, I'm not messing with that. I took that out, which I think is a big thing. I grew up eating kind of first thing and always waking up hungry. And then I'd get tired after I ate, so that was a, a major switch, was moving towards fasting, which I've been doing for like four years now. Um, but the cold water, if I can just get to that, I'm the happiest. If I don't, it's even just washing my face with cold water. Um, if I have more time, working out is, the, is my more, I've realized it's just I'm a morning person. Not like the heaviest lift I'll ever do, but if I can get in something like berries or some type of mixed format where I can stretch, run, lift, and move where it's not all out and I'm not competing for something, it's the best way for me to be consistent. And then the third thing if I have more space is to be like more kind of ceremonial with coffee. It's just like sit down, like just take your time. Is this the one thing I was talking about, like why I love eating dinner here so much because we take so much time to eat. 
is like guarded space around mealtimes. I don't do that at all. No. I, I, I'm not a, I'm an eat to live person for sure. I, I love coffee and I, I love certain parts of things. Um, but I like the ceremony of, of eating and what meals feel like rather than the food. It's not, I'm not sitting down to like enjoy this amazing food. I'm not like, that's not life changing for me. What is though is the company I'm with or what I'm doing. And I, I like eating alone too, a lot. Um, but if I can guard some time around that, then I give my mind a little space to breathe. So like that's my mental spot. The cold water sort of solves both. Mentally it wakes me up, physically it wakes yeah. me up. If I have more runway and I can go cold water and work out, then I've got mentally it wakes me up, physically it wakes yep. me up. So I got two things. And then the third thing would be coffee and with that coffee would come like open time. So if I felt like working, I'm gonna get some work done. If I feel like I'm in a good like little flow and I can come up or ideate or write, I love writing early in the morning too. Um, which actually thing. also happens on like kind of the yeah. low tide, high tide, other side of that. I also like really doing that late at night too with tea and also writing. One thing I teased out from what you just said is that you said, I realize that I'm a morning workout person. Yeah. And I think one thing that we can all do in this journey that is life is to take time to reflect on those things. Yeah. And that's what, that's the, the point of the trip is that we're giving you all these different yeah. types of things. Like we're giving you different try, schedules. Yeah. See what works. And yeah. then also when something works, do it. Yeah. And take note of it. Take note of that. So for me, what I've really started to realize is that when I get my morning set up well, and I train a client or two in the morning, right around seven or eight, I get into a, I get into a state of mind that I'm hyped for about 90 minutes <laughs> of yeah. just like literal, like good ideas that are actionable that I can do things. Like I got one of those this morning and I did something and I was like, oh, that was awesome, like I'm good. So for me now it's like, okay, I've realized that. If I suppress that for an extra client or for anything else, I'm, actually pulling away from my purpose. Yep. Now it gets really tough when you and I say, I can go train a client that'll make money, that'll pay for my groceries, that'll pay for my apartment, or I can have an idea that yeah. might work or might not work. You look at the people that are successful, they work off those ideas. They say, if I am thinking and I am doing something that is a longer term benefit than a short term gain, I'm gonna spend time doing that. So I'm really in that phase right now too where it's like, these ideas come to me at that time. I need to clear that time for me to use, to have those yeah. ideas come to fruition and then also build a routine so that when that time hits, I'm in it. Yeah. And that's the war of art. That's, Showing you up. need to yeah. show up and when you know you show up at, a, at the right time, you need to set that up. And so that kind of is like a segue into um, your work day. Yeah, and, and, and even in your work day, when we get into this, I think it's really important to, to see and almost call that kind of like recovery from work. Because if you're working, you don't grow in times of like, uh, uh, of intensity. You're, at, you're actually breaking your body down. So think about when you're exercising, you're not growing while you're lifting. Yeah, you're, you're not growing while you're running. You're breaking your body down. The growth happens on the back end when you give it space to rest and breathe. We forget that. Everybody wants to just push the hammer down all the time, but that's not when the, that's not when the gains happen. So we have to think about ebbs and flows in, in, in terms of like, we wanna be, we wanna push really hard and do these things to prime and work, 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 and then we need the downtime to say, okay, let me be self-reflective. Did that work, did that not work? That is growth, that is deciding this worked, this didn't work, I'm gonna do more of what works, and then that allows you to get better. 
we just want to go, 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 go and, and, and not pull back. Or on the flip side, you're constantly pulling back and going and you don't know what works yeah. and that's, that's the worst spot yeah. to be in. At least if you just go, There's go, go, water. you've been going. Yeah. yeah. You might crash, but it might take you two days to reboot. You're yeah. not going 30% effort on and off and not being reflective and you're not really self-aware about what's working or you just, you got to pull out of that. So what are some of the things now that we've evening, we've down-regulated, we've, we've slept good, we've woke up, we've got our two or three things done every morning that get us ready. Now we've stepped into work or yeah. we've logged on or yeah. we've... Skyped in, um, or we showed up. Yeah. What are a couple things um, before we really dive into following purpose more that you can do during the day to become a peak performer? Two two things that I uh, talk about with clients a lot and utilize myself a lot are one is using triggers to start work, and two before you get to that trigger is thinking about the cost of switching tasks and how you move from doing one thing versus another. Um, I'll talk about the task switching cost because I think it's really high. People use checking their email as a way to switch tasks. Or it, it does it on accident. They'll be doing something, they'll be working, and, and bing, a notification comes up. Oh, I gotta get to this. And I, I go in that, and then all of a sudden, two hours later, you're, you, all you've been doing is answering emails. So you, you weren't doing what you were doing on your task. So we lose this like very present state focus on what we were doing. If you're, this is a good example. So before we started doing health work, I was a international tax consultant. And a lot of what we did, a lot of what I did was compliance oriented. So I had a lot of these forms for foreign entities that I had to fill out. And oftentimes there were a hundred plus forms that I had to fill out at one time and they came from these data files. So. As long as I batched doing that, I got even like even down to like the Excel shortcuts. Yeah. If you start doing that, your body gets into this routine like uh, control shift, whatever, right? And you can start doing that so fast. And I batched doing that. I was so efficient because I could stay on task. If I did two of those and then I got up and I started chatting and I came back, like my brain then has to warm up again to get yeah, back in that yeah. task. It's so, like when you're when you're you're on in a game, like you're just yeah, stroke. Yeah, like that's why people call timeouts. <laughs> yeah, that's why it sucks when you go to halftime. Like yeah. you want to carry momentum because like momentum is a thing. Overcoming inertia by accidentally switching tasks is not a good thing. So understanding when you can say, okay, pencils down on this. I'm going to move to this, especially if one thing is task oriented. And um, one thing is, cre is, is creative-based, where you need the space. Like, you have to change headspace. I'll use, like, little meditations, um, and we'll get to this on triggering, but, like, med meditations, like, down-regulate your yeah. brain. That, like, switches off the task orientation, kicks on the creative. Um, music. Well, when we get to triggers, oh, music is a huge trigger for me. Change music. Like, some music is, like, I want to put on the same song that's repetitive, I can just roll. Just go. Um, if I want to switch and I just like I'm eating or I want to enjoy something, like I'll switch to music that maybe has lyrics that I know or whatever. So making sure that you batch tasks and that you don't accidentally switch. The second thing is triggers. Smell, sound, and setup are the three big things for me. Smell, if I'm at home, like I love using candles or like a, 
uh, diffuser. Different smells for me, I'll reorient. Every time I do something creative and I'm just writing, I'll put the same oil in. So now it triggers my brain, hey, this is time to sit down to be that's creative. Smart. I like that. um, if I want one that's like, I'm trying to chill at night or I have a headache or something, I'll put in something that like helps me feel calm. And that just takes some experimenting. Music uh, can make you feel a ton of different ways. If I want to get amped up, I'm going to throw bangers on from a Barry's playlist. If I want to chill, I love listening to, there's a couple piano sets that I really like. And now Spotify is great because it understands exactly what you want. just creates playlists for you. So now I have a ton. Yeah. I want to chill and relax and get work done, I have a playlist or two. If I want to amp up and work out, I have a million. And I think using music for that is a huge, is a huge part. Um, and uh, what was the third one? Smell, sound, and Setup. setting. Setup. So if I need to, if I feel overwhelmed, the first thing I do is clear my space off. If there's shit everywhere and papers piled up, I feel overwhelmed and things are cluttered. Just clean it off, put things where they should go. If you want to be creative, create blank space to work. If you wanna feel task oriented, make sure that if you've gotta do this, this, and that, and then reach over to do that, that that is in reach and you're not walking across the office. You got an assistant or a team to help you take away some of those um, easier tasks that don't require like your specific brain power, like outsource them. And it's it just thinking about ways to do that throughout the day. I think those three things like besides a task switching would be like sound, smell, space. A couple other things that we talk about too um, is giving your body a physical like boost or something throughout yeah. the day. So if you're in one position for too long, your body starts to just yeah. into that. So we give like mobility breaks for, for example, and just very simple things, um, doing stuff with your shoulders and your neck. And we have a bunch of routines that we send out when we talk about these things, or you grab a lacrosse ball or a high price mini and you roll it under your foot, or you go from your standing desk to your sitting desk to laying down. So I think there's a couple different ways you do that. And I think one of the most effective ways that we've seen people actually implement that is to not do it when you think you need it, but to set a reminder. Every day at 1.15, I do a two, five, seven minute mobility desk session, yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, you know, no one has a meeting at 1.15 in my work, so that's what I always do it, so I'm not worried that it's gonna or be overlapped. Or you've carved that time out. Or you've carved that time out. Yeah. And that's another thing that I was gonna get into, is owning your time. So throughout the day, um, like I said, if you work at a corporate job, and you are there from eight to five every single day, and you know that team meetings typically happen from this time, and there's touch bases at this time, and then work gets done at this time, you need to say, at this time of the day, I am best at doing this thing, so this Huge. is when I do it. And I think owning that might sometimes be like, oh gosh, I have, I have this stuff due later, or this due this week, but when you really own that, your long-term growth is much higher than what feels like you get done in the short term. And you, uh, you, to your point, you have to be reflective of that time. If you, if you realize you're uh, in a flow at 10 a.m. when you're like, hey, I could train a client or I could do this when I got my 90 minutes, that has to be boxed off. Gotta be. You can't. You can't just guess. Yeah, it's we not just, a guesswork. It's not, it's not guesswork. Yeah, it's, we were just in New York and we took a meeting with one of our buddies and uh, we sit down for the meeting and he gave us a calendar invite and he was like, I do this so that my team does not disturb me during this meeting. 
And that's a business professional. That's somebody that says, I know that I'm not even going to look at my phone, but I'm also not going to get anything asked of me at this time because I need to be present. Those are the type of things that maybe it is sectioning out your Google calendar. Uh, Maybe it is writing down your task list, not just random things that need to get done, but put important things in the forefront so that those are the things you work on early. Um, and I think all of this comes down to two really mo- important things. One is being a professional and understanding that at your work, whether that is your startup, whether that is your personal training business, whether that is your accounting firm, or whether that's your consulting project, you are a professional at that specific thing. So treat yourself like that. The I, people you idolize, LeBron James, the reason he's the best is because he sets things up to be the best. Secondly is consistency. So you have to consistently do things to gain any benefit, and we could not reiterate this enough for marathon training. We went on slow, boring, long runs every week because it built a base of aerobics. I would much rather have done a hit workout, rock climbed, and done yoga in that three hours than gone on oh, a long run. Every time. Every time. But if you yeah. would have done that, you would have worked out, you would have been physical just as long, but there is no way you would have gotten that base up and you wouldn't have accomplished the goal. And I think that's really important. It's just like, it's so many steps. You gotta take the same step every time because it's a skill. The time management is so hard for people because they don't feel like they can manage their own time. They're yep. like the management skills of your own time are somehow lost on people because we don't take the time to be, like, to be self-aware about it. You just kind of like dropping a chip into a Plinko board and you're just taking whatever meeting pops up on your calendar, whatever happens, you're just like constantly reacting to stuff. And the day just goes. And the even if you're goes. really good at it, the day just goes. And it's just, just day after day after day, and all of a sudden a month goes by, and you're like, wow, where did October go? You, like, you let it go. Yeah, like, and so I think that comes down it. to the, the self-reflection piece is a really good way to start and, and wrap up here uh, talking about the purpose. Yeah, because that, that we, what we basically just talked about was the self-care side. Yeah. And how to set up your day yeah. so that it is, hey, you crush it yeah. and you literally just go hard at it. Now, we've set up the day to be as productive, efficient, effective yeah. as possible. Those two things, effective, effective and efficient. Now you have to do it for the right reason. And so this is where you start with the why. Yeah, so that's more the efficiency portion about your energy. And then, the, yeah, the, 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 the purpose part and I think some people know what it is. Um, ours is making people healthier, ins- inspiring a positive mindset, positive leadership, positive ownership of your time and day and energy and what you're doing to help other people. If you're not quite sure what that is, putting yourself in a better mindset to be aware of the things that you enjoy is first of all the most important part. That I think was like the big part of us doing these retreats at the start was providing somebody a space to like think and live and try this alternative way of thinking and living and connecting so that you can figure out when you go back home what that is yeah, to sort of no like doubt. tie in the start of that Yeah, and there's uh, no the doubt that we've all been conditioned to follow some path involuntarily. Whether it was the relationship you had with your parents or your teachers or the system, um, you saw this, this, and this lead to this. So well, you just you, fall into it. You fall into it. And 
And that's human nature, yeah. right? We see and we idolize the people that we're surrounded by, so we fall into that, right? Yeah. That's why most people in the NBA have a parent, sibling, or relative that was also a professional athlete. That's yeah. why um, your doctors, both their parents were dentists. Like, you just see this, and nothing is wrong with that. What we try to get people to talk about is, if that's not your thing, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you can do anything you want. And, but you, and you need you space follow, to do yeah, yeah, you, you need, need space you to do follow it. that if it is your purpose. And we were talking with Ryland about this at breakfast of doing what you know you're out here to do is going to get you where you want to go. Yeah. And it might not be easy because you might not make money at it at the start. You might not make money at it. You might have to do that at weird times or you might have to draw away from other opportunities to go do that. But once you start to do that, you really realize that there is a way, if you, if you need to make money doing it or if you just want to volunteer doing it, there's yeah. a way to turn it into a business if you want or turn it into a passion project if you want. There's a way to get people involved or for it to be your own yeah. thing. And that's, uh, that's, it's important to note that your purpose does not necessarily have to be the same way that you make money. This is, the, we get the question all the time, well, what if I have kids and what if I'm already doing this and I've already sunk so much time into that? Great then if you're okay with making money to do this to and spending this. this much time to support this, because that's what matters to you and there's no way to only do this, then that's what you need to do, but you need to own it. Quit yeah. bitching about this much time because this, that's what's getting you to this. Yeah. It's not, oh, I wish I had more time to do that. No, you're making an active choice to spend this amount of time to get to that. Yeah. Completely fine if that's, if you have to take care of your family and you ha- and that is providing happiness for them and that's making you happy then perfect that's the point it's just like owning the time that you spent if we're we're on the topic of self-care own the time that you spend taking care of yourself so that it gives you extra time to focus on what you're doing in this zone mm-hmm. if this is getting you to this because this is the purpose that you need, but you need money to do it, then spend time making money. Yep. If you can start to blend those, that's the, that is the ultimate that's goal. That's the pinnacle. Spend only the time that you want working because it's time spent working on something that you want. Yeah. And then get paid for it. Yeah. But th- those two things don't necessarily have to match, but it is being self-aware and moving towards the ultimate pinnacle, which is that. Yeah. It's using your skills to do what you're good at to pull the biggest lever. And if that ends up being, hey, we, we wanna make people healthy and inspire a positive mindset and that's what we're getting paid to do, then perfect. But if you like volunteering once a week and that is keeping you so happy and you wanna keep doing that, you also wanna pay for vacations with your family and buy a nice house for your family yep. and put your kids through college and that's what you're working towards doing something other than volunteering once on the weekend, then like perfect. Yeah. Would you have to own that time? Yep. And we're also concerned with making that time more efficient because maybe if you thought you had to spend 10 hours doing yes. that every day, maybe you could actually spend four. Yep. So then how do we start to negotiate like, you know, extra time here and there or blocking off happiness so that your mindset when you come home from this time does not ever affect those relationships at home. Cause like, Everybody wants to be positive and everybody wants to be happy and it's not possible all the time, but there are definitely things that you can do to set up a better flow of energy so that when it counts, you're there. 
We're trying to make you there more often. And That's be better at being there. And better at being there. Yeah, and so there's, there's opportunities for everybody to follow their purpose. And um, you can start in small chunks. And I guarantee it, we talked about consistency. If you start small, one hour a month coming to one of our CPS events. Yeah. If you do that. Just volunteer. To be honest, just, yeah, volunteer. just volunteer. Or you do, do something that, to if, give back. Yeah. yeah. If, if you don't have time and you have money, give money. If you have yeah. no money but you have time, give time. If you have both, do both. Yeah. Take a yeah. reflection of your day. Look at every hour you are spent doing something. Tease out the bullshit, right? All right, cool. You want to be caught up on Game of Thrones? Watch one episode a day instead of two. Take that extra hour and go do something with it. Yeah. Whether that's you, you can go volunteer at that hour. Maybe that's an obscure hour. And then what you do during that hour is do something else to make an extra 50 bucks and donate that 50 bucks to charity. Yeah. You can do it. And anybody that says they're caught up in it, look at those that are doing things well. Yeah. Look at the slayers. They have kids. They're putting their kids through college. And they are pursuing a purpose. So if yeah. they can do it, you can do it. Nobody has any extra leg up now. Everybody has access to everything. Yeah. So you want to start doing Blank something slate. purpose-driven, create something that you can do on your own with no money. You have a phone, start recording yourself, giving back. You, are, you have a good skill that you're good at that people don't have access to, give it out for free. Yeah. And we can do it. We all have the ability to do it in some way. And that's where, how we started talking about this with this circular graphic of self-care and purpose, and they're both connected. Once you start down one of the two realms, the other one will start to elevate, and that's when one thing leads to another, and that's when you get to this space where you're like, oh my gosh, everything that I'm doing is for a reason. Yeah. And that's when you're really living the best day ever. Yeah. And so we've got opportunities if you're looking for something to volunteer with. If you live in Chicago, um, we're starting to do a lot of really cool things with the youth there. So um, we have um, a link. It's livebetterco.org backslash youth wellness. Um, shoot us uh, your email and what you want to get involved with. If you're not in Chicago, we've got a couple other really cool projects that we're going to start to roll out here. Um, and at the end of the day, just, just really start to reflect and be consistent with the small things. And you will get to that point. And once you get there, you just it's lit. Yeah, open up some space and then go do it. Yep. So we just want to thank everybody for taking some time to listen and reflect. And once you hit uh, end or once this, this ends, just take some time to reflect and start tomorrow with one thing. One thing in the morning, one thing during the day, one thing in the evening that's going to level yourself up, um, whether it's making a phone call to volunteer for the youth board that you've been working with for years and you've fallen off, or maybe it's spend an extra 15 minutes in the morning stretching Whatever that is, if you start doing that consistently, you're going to start to live, uh, actually start to live. And so we want to say thanks and have the best day ever. The Live Better Show is brought to you by Live Better Retreats. Come join us on an epic adventure where we will fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to accomplish new goals. This full immersion opportunity will grant you access to the best in nutrition, wellness, movement, yoga, and an amazing community you will bring home after the trip. Have the best day ever, every single day. Let's crush it, fam.